Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Welcome back to the final cast. I'm Brad. What's going on, everybody? I'm Matt. Sorry about my voice tonight. I'm kind of losing it a little bit, but it's all good. So I don't oh, know what's yes. going on. It's the change from winter to spring. Probably. Probably is. I feel good. like crap, too. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's not yeah, good. That's great. No, never. Uh, let's go over a few little things before we start. Uh, we got the Dale Hollow trip coming up. Me and Matt will both be there. Uh, yep. The first, the second, or the third, something like that. Uh, it will be, we're leaving the 31st Thursday and then it's, it's the tournament itself is the second and third, right? Yeah. Second and third. Yeah. So we'll be, Uh, we'll be there all weekend. Yep. So yeah, if you guys are, uh, if you don't have anything to do that weekend, come out and hang out. This is going to be a blast. I can't wait. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's going to be awesome. Especially you're going to see if you've never been there, you're going to Eastport. I mean, that place is fantastic and where they, uh, Set up. I don't know, Brad. Have you been to the new, like the off-site location, the venue? I, I've never been down there yet at Eastport. So I okay. Well, so I went last year. That thing, that place is like beautiful. Like I regret. I'm not even this type of guy. And I was told Stacy, I was like, we should be here. Like it's awesome. Heck yeah. So that's cool. Well, I'm excited. Um, the next thing we have is the uh, kayak fishing uh, uh, fantasy. Fantasy. Don't. Yeah, do not it's not too late for you guys to sign up. So if you guys want to sign up and play, there's a winner per quarter, I think, and a winner for the whole year. So go to paddleandfin.com and check that out. Yeah, gonna be a good time. I keep forgetting to pick my team. So <laughs> yeah, I literally have it pulled up on my phone, and I was looking today for something to work, and I was like, oh, I forgot to do that again. <laughs> and I was gonna do it on my lunch break, and then I forgot to do it again. So yeah, 
Yeah, so I'm, I get about it done it. After. <laughs> I'm bad about it, even when it comes to NFL fantasy. So. But with that yeah. said, man, we got a cool episode planned. We're going to be talking to Jake Rita from uh, Corso Outdoors. I came across their ad on Facebook. I was like, caught my eye. I was like, man, this stuff looks kind of cool. Like, they got tie downs, they got bucks, uh, rod holders, a bunch of other stuff on there. So, we're going to bring him on and we're going to talk about it. Welcome to the show, Jake. Hey, how's it going? Good. Pretty good. Uh, How are you doing tonight? You want to start off by uh, letting the listeners know who you are and how you got into this whole thing? Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I work for Corso Outdoors. Um, it's kind of a, a new brand started by the company. Well, it's kind of a pairing company, but we do a lot of injection molding stuff. And uh, one of my coworkers was kind of into the kayak fishing scene. And um, so he was kind of commenting on, you know, some different things we can make in that that realm. Um, and one of the things he pointed out was the fact that like a lot of these accessory companies and things are coming out with different things, but it seems like they were lacking in, you know, some industrial designing, some user focused design, and also just colors in general, like mm-hmm. you kayak yeah. and all kinds of stuff for all these crazy colors, um, like with the swirling and everything from the rotomolding. molding. Uh, but the accessories are just all, you know, plain black nylon and, you know, filled with black carbon stuff. So yeah. We had the idea to do kind of a redesign of some of these accessories, take a closer look at what people are really using them for. Um, think about other things we can add to each of them, um, which we can go over kind of the details of, of some of them. So point out some things that we thought we improved on and obviously just give it like a more cohesive aesthetic um, and some of the, the faceting and stuff that kind of ties in the whole product line. Um, mm-hmm and just add color on top of that too. So, you know, you can kind of make it your own. I, I think the thing that caught my eye was definitely the color and definitely the way the, the knobs were designed. It's, it's unique. Yeah. 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 We didn't want to go for just like a, a wing nut or something like that. Yeah. Um, we tried to take cues from some other industries where they're really focusing on those touch points. Um, we all, I'm, I've been the main like product designer on this, um, but I work with a couple of other engineers. Um, Kaz, he's the one who kind of inspired the whole idea, and then and Matt as well. Um, we all have backgrounds in kind of industrial and mechanical design, so we're always focused on touch points and different things that we can do to make it just a little bit easier to use. You know, you may not notice it right up front, but you know after you've used it a, a number of times or you know looked it over a little bit more you'll notice oh you know we're always using the same textures or we're um you know focused on like you said the knob like we looked at the profile more closely and said okay how can we make sure that when you're using it it's got some good feedback you know mm-hmm. it's easy to grab and adjust even when you've got a wet glove on or something like that it's a good point yeah so it's it's the little things thinking about all the little things that like you said you might not notice it at first but over time you'll notice Wow, like the knob, like you just said, how much easier it is to turn that knob because you're getting feedback from it instead mm-hmm. of it just being a basic wing nut that you know it's tight when it stops turning and you're breaking your fingers trying to tighten it down and you know it's loose when it spins out of your hand because of the water. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I sure have. <laughs> yeah, we tried to pre- prevent that on a couple of our designs. Like the boat tie has like a kind of a bridge that goes over top of the knob so it's yeah. more mm-hmm. captured. Um, but yeah, this 
there's still some downfalls that <laughs> yeah not, not, uh, it's not foolproof so, so how long have you guys been uh uh doing this thing uh we just recently started this so over the past year that we did okay, a lot okay. of tooling up kind of you know behind the scenes and then um finally getting all the packaging and everything together to launch it like last december for our customers okay what was uh you guys face any challenges during uh covid with that yeah i mean like everybody in manufacturing um i mean from getting the steel from molds when steel is in short supply to um you know resin prices and shipping prices being oh, all yeah. over the place and yeah um our packaging was you know supposed to come in and then got delayed from the holidays and then i don't know if you remember when there was that whole fiasco of you know the la port being super backed up like yep. our packaging was just like sitting on a, a, a shipping <laughs> container for god knows how long <laughs> and when it showed up it was like the wrong boxes oh of course <laughs> yeah that's just exactly it's yeah, it's, it's like, you're it's finally excited small, it's right? there yeah. and then yeah it you you're, you're just get excited it comes and you're open yeah. the box you're like oh we've waited months and yeah, then you, you open, open it up and, and it's like i i need these pieces to actually ship something out and i have yeah not a complete set of any one thing so oh man that's rough yeah but yeah, I can't wait till that's all over. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we, we kind of like tried to time things with that coming in. So there was a little bit of making sure customers were happy saying like, Hey man, we don't have the nice box and everything for you. Um, but you know, here's an extra boat tie or whatever, you know, just, just making sure that customers were still happy. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you'll see that's, that's another reason why I love, like I'll talk about all the time and on my Instagram and stuff, I'll showcase, uh, smaller companies and it's because of literally what you did like hey we don't have the packaging it doesn't look the greatest from the packaging but here's here's another piece that you know we're we apologize it's it's not even you know there's nothing you have to apologize for like as a consumer yeah, but it's just a matter of making sure that they have that exactly. positive experience yeah yeah exactly which is what i love i love that you will never see that happen most of the time in huge companies and that's the reason why I, most people that i know will always flock to you know Smaller yeah, we, companies. We really like, appreciate the understanding that some customers have showed us. Mm -hmm. It's funny you guys are talking about that because I just I was thinking about this as I was at work a few days ago, and I'm like sitting there thinking about Bahio sunglasses, for instance. We had them on a show. And I'm like, man, I really like supporting these smaller companies better than the bigger companies, just because mm -hmm. they're they're it's more personalized, and I I, just, I don't know. It seems like the better. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It, it's you like get a, what I'm saying. Overall, better experience just buying experience, from them. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to say. I mean, there's there's some large companies that I've had. Like I I'm known on the podcast as the JDM guy. I love Japanese tackle and stuff, so I buy all that stuff. <laughs> but I'm also known as I buy custom hard baits that have been painted by people all the time because mm -hmm. I love that I can get a bait that might be the same colorway as one I can buy that's mainstream but there's little differences in it that, you know, and you're buying from a guy who's taking his time, putting his art into a craft or putting his craft into basically making an art piece mm -hmm. that you yeah. can fish with, you know, it's, it's, it's supporting smaller companies just as overall better. Cause a, you get a deal directly with you guys and mm -hmm. B you know, you're not talking to a computer or something and you're getting a little bit better experience. So yeah, Brad, I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, that. I, I, I don't know. I'll just leave it at that because <laughs> yeah, you, you explained it good. So, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, you want to get into some of your guys' products? Like, uh, what was the first thing you guys launched for Corso? We launched um, most things that are on the website now, kind of all at the same time. So the bow tie, the tie down and lie down, and then the bucket. Um, so those are all, you know, available for sale. Um, but I think the first thing we, we worked on was actually the bow tie. Um, it was just kind of a simple start saying, let's take uh, your typical uh, tie down or cleat really and see what we can do with it. So one of the driving factors or kind of the themes that we tried to put in all of our products is that they're, you know, a quote unquote, like upgrade, I'll call it. So anything that we designed, anything we were going to put out, we said it's got to have at least some functionality over top of like what's already available. Because like, why would you buy it beyond just the color? Because we knew we were going to do colors and we're like, yeah, that's something. But like, what can we do to make it a little bit better than what else is out there? Mm -hmm. um, so for this one, obviously, we looked at like just a general design. This is where the knob started, um, kind of changing the profile of things, getting like a good almost looks like a knurling on there. Mm -hmm. And then um, we wanted to put some through holes in it just because, you know, then it's very quickly a tie down in itself, right? You can throw a, a paracord, whatever you need through there. Yeah. Um, and then the the nut on all these is also a, a top mounted nut. So it kind of looks like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with M-Lock for rifles. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's kind of contoured like that. So if you have like a standard width rail, it goes down turns in nicely and has a contour on the top that it like catches that rail um, and should tighten up pretty well. Nice. Yeah, it's, so, that's that's awesome. Yeah. So is that like your guys' take on like a zigzag cleat, for instance? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, zigzag has like a, a different, you know, mecha mechanism with using their yeah. cord, like wrapping through and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this you, is more like I'm you just... can lash something to it if you wanted to, or you can use like a traditional cleat. Um, yeah. The first thing that I that popped in my mind when I saw this, and it might have been the other thing, the lie down maybe, I can't remember, uh, is hooking your catchboard to this thing because there, there's there's a lot of Good spots idea. to hook on hook a catchboard onto a kayak, but there's not really many low profile spots. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, I can't say I've yeah. actually heard of anybody specifically saying to do that, but yeah, good idea. Yeah, yeah. This as is the first as thing someone, <laughs> someone who has one in the bottom of a lake right now, um, <laughs> because I had it latched to my seat. Because again, there's nothing low profile. Like I tried different options and it just never worked. And I had it to my seat and I was measuring a fish and my uh, latch got in the way. And I was like, all right, whatever, I won't drop it. And then literally 12 seconds later, I dropped yeah. it. <laughs> And it just went it like immediately because I have to be special and get the metal catchboard. So it just hit the bottom of the lake in Mach 1. And uh, it's exactly what he said to me. Right when he said that, I was like, I wish I would have had that last year because then I would have just saved myself 80 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, oh, yeah. The other, the other thing about this, I don't know if like you guys thought of this or not, but have you ever thought about making that an attachment for like a PFD or anything? Uh, we have not. No, um, the we did make sure that all the nuts and stuff are a, a standard um, quarter 20, which is mm -hmm. what most of the other manufacturers use. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah anything you want to kind of adapt to it. And like I've had a couple of people ask about, you know, I don't have a rail or I, I don't want to mount it where a rail is. You know, you can easily just put a, 
a hex bolt or whatever you want through the through the hull or wherever you're going to mount it. But yeah, okay, that's cool. I like it. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Um, uh, let's talk about the size a little bit. You know, like the exact dimensions of it. I think it is like four and a half inches end okay. to end or five inches somewhere in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. You just, like a little bit smaller than a phone or bigger than a credit card somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. It's actually I mean, it's bigger just... than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's big enough to be useful, like to do what, exactly what it's designed to do. But at the same time, it's not like monstrous. No, yes. definitely not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably not what you want to use to tie up like a yacht, um, oh. or maybe even like a a larger Johnny boat or anything. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely the, the right size for a kayak. Yeah, made for kayak it makes a lot of sense. So. Yeah, well, you know. Um. Yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah, so uh, the lie down that I was uh, thinking of for like yeah. a tether point. Um, mm-hmm. So, like the design around this thing, what did you specific- specifically design this product for? Yeah, so this was kind of just to go along the lines of completing the um, tie down cleat family. Um, mm-hmm. And this one, I think we struggled with at first justifying like why to do it. It was, mm-hmm. we did it because it made sense. Right, like we've got this vertical tie down, we might as well make a horizontal one. Um, thinking about people who are kind of tying down crates and stuff, you know, with webbing or or like stretch webbing. Um, yeah, a lot of people tend to use this as opposed to some of the vertical tie downs if they have something a little bit more low profile. Um, and then with this one, we kick the the slot is actually like kicked on an angle and and it has mm-hmm. like a, a lower ramp to it. So when you go to feed your webbing in from the bottom it catches it a little bit better and like feeds it up through the top. Um, so that was kind of oh, our, our mark. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. When you're using it, it's, it, it's just a little bit nicer to catch it and, and feed it up through the top. Um, is, is that little notch on that? Is that wide enough for like a cam strap to go through? Yeah. I think you can fit up to inch and a half through it. Perfect. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 opens a lot of possibilities. Yeah. And now I'm thinking about redoing what I just did on my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's another thing with kayaks and stuff like when you're kind of sh- uh, strapping them into trucks and stuff, you don't really have very many spots to run your cam strap through to yeah, ratchet it down or anything. Very cool. 
Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan. I mean, it's it so far. I mean, we only talked about two things, but so far the two things has you've opened it to where you're not just making a product. It's what a lot of companies will do. They'll make one thing that does one thing. You're making products that kind of feed into what being a kayak angler is and making the product do what you want it to do. And you're giving the flexibility of both products like that cleat. Obviously there's some people who will tie their kayak up to a dock or something. Um, I mean, I did that last year at Eastport Marina. I got off the water, went in eight at a Marina, got back out of it, went back and said, I didn't have a cleat. I just tied a cam strap to a pole and to my seat and hoped it was still there when I got back. (laughs) And (laughs) it worked, I guess. Uh, (laughs) But I mean, it's, it's nice because it gives you, you know, like Brad was talking about the lashing points using running a cam strap through it. I mean, the, the lower uh, ramp you talked about to feed it through. One thing I hate is trying to put a piece of cable or something through something and I have to get a screwdriver or something to shove it up through the top because it gets, yeah, it's so annoying. We've all had that issue on one thing. It's a kayak or a truck, like just has that tie down that is such a, or a lashing point that's such a pain in the butt to get something through yeah yeah man it's it's just it irks me to no other <laughs> and uh, <laughs> to have something that literally is built to help it guide it up is just awesome like it's just little stuff like you said i mean you're literally explaining exactly what you said at the beginning the little stuff you don't really recognize or think you need until you have it and it makes life easier yeah agree with that one per se yep. um, you guys also have a uh Corso bucket. I know Matt's pretty pumped about this one. Yes. So yeah. Let's yeah, talk about the buckets. People have been most interested. Other than the rod hole, this is probably the one that people have been most interested in, and in probably has the most functionality beyond your typical. Like this is based on a cup holder, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we know that like anything, a cup holder is holding a phone, is holding a pair of pliers, is holding lures. You know. So we figured we'll put some dividers on it, put, put some dividers in it um, and throw a lid on it too. And once we did that with a circular one, we thought it was a little silly that we didn't just make it square. <laughs> we can do like the room in the corners. Um, but yeah, so this is just kind of that evolution. Some little things about this one. Um, we have this, the pattern of holes in the bottom and there's like actually a contour to the base of the, like to the bottom of the actual bucket that's supposed to like help drain all the water right to those holes. So it, it drains pretty quickly. Um, okay. And I see oh, yeah, it that's right awesome. there. Yeah, that's, that, that's like where the funnel. dividers kind of snap in. Yeah. And the, the dividers, you can take them out and, you know, flip around, do whatever you want to do with them, take them all the way out. Um, for the sizing, it's big enough to fit a Nalgene in it. Uh, probably comes like about halfway up the side of it. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a... the... go ahead. Okay, I was say I didn't want to cut you off. That's <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the first thing when I was on the website when we first said, "Hey, you know, I found this company talking to him." Blah blah. I was like, "All right, cool." Went on the website, I was looking a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, it's a cup holder." I was like, "It's square. That's cool." And then I saw the lid, and I was like, "Why's it got a lid?" And I saw, and I was the first thing clicked in my head. I was like, "Oh my god, lure changers is going to be awesome." <laughs> and the fact that you just said. Oh, it has, you know, it's funneled at the bottom to let the water drain out. It's not like putting it into like my cup holder in my kayak is also known as where I put all my soft plastic Texas rigs with hooks in them and everything. And I just found uh, like three lures that I had in there and my hooks are rusted all get out because it was just sitting in water. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. that's the perfect thing. If I if I take a crankbait off, oh, this color's not hitting, but I want to throw this color. I throw it in there. The water can drain off of it, and I'm not going to deal with rusting. Obviously, with anything, if I left it there for two years, that's my own fault. But in the short term, water's able to drain out of it. It's able to get airflow. Like that's I'm pumped about that. Like super pumped because it's something that would just make again just something I didn't think I needed but it makes sense i thought it was a cup holder and it's not it's so much more than a cup holder which is awesome mm-hmm. multi-function yeah. oh yeah and a lot of these cup holders out there like people are drilling holes in them they're, they're buying the product and they're drilling the holes themselves i'm like you don't really want to do that it should already have that when you get it you know what i mean <laughs> yeah that's yeah it, yeah yeah the uh so the the snap points actually around the outside of it around the perimeter the the lid you can snap off and and flip it around and stuff but the uh um the snap points you can actually like stick a hook up in them and depending okay. on the size of the hook you can snap the lid down on top of it it kind of retains it a little bit and then your 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 baits kind of hang around the perimeter oh that's sick oh. yeah so it, you know <laughs> it's an easy way to get like a bunch of them on there if you're wanting easy access you're changing certain things over yeah. So if you flip your kayak, your baits aren't going to go anywhere. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to warranty them, but <laughs> <laughs> they should stay in place. <laughs> That's cool, man. I, that, that is one thing I, I really want to talk about. I know we're going to get to the, uh, the rod holder, which is the mystery product because it's not out yet. And we'll talk a little bit yeah. about that. But one thing that another thing that I really love about just – you know, learning about Corso and whatnot is you guys have that limited lifetime warranty, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So you don't see that stuff on kayak accessories very often um, or anything really anymore. And it's a hundred percent made in America. Correct. On the website, made yep. in the U S and a limited to lifeline warranty. Like that's awesome. Like, yeah. I mean, we're else pretty confident in, in standing behind it and um, <clears throat> having tested some of it. If you, if you really, really beat it up, I'm sure there's some things you can do to it and, you know, we're happy that you've used it hard. So, yeah. <laughs> so, what what does the limited life or the limited uh, lifetime entail? Really, it's going to come down to like product failures, things like that. Um, we haven't had. I mean, knock on wood, we haven't had any issues yet, but it's pretty early. Um, right. Like, if for some reason you got, we're typically like talking at least early days, like manufacturing defects or things that are failing a little too early, like. You know, maybe one of the snaps on one of the dividers comes off and, you you know, we're happy to replace that for you. Um, Or like even the lid. The lid we did a lot of testing on, actually, um, with the snap features. Uh, You can, we had, we had worries about people kind of leaving it open and accidentally Mm -hmm. hitting it and stuff. So, I mean, we've, it's pretty robust at this point that you can smack it. And if you hit it hard enough, it'll really, it'll come off, but the snap features will stay intact. So. Okay. It's um, awesome. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, it's really just kind of a saying that we definitely stand behind our products and, and that we're not going to just prematurely fail on you and become a um, a failure point that, you know, we're right. going to be like, oh, well, you know, you abused it. We might ask yeah. you how it broke because we want to make it better. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always improving. Yeah, you, I, I'd imagine somebody like, stepping on it trying to get into the kayak you're probably not going to warn yeah (laughs) yeah yeah no yeah that's that's, i mean we find most people are pretty reasonable um yeah about that stuff so very cool you got anything else on that because i know 
You were all about oh, that thing. So. Man, I'm all about the bucket already and just talking about it more, so making it like awesome. I'm I'm on the website on another thing looking at it and it's yeah, the snaps and I you mentioned the colors. I I'm a big fan of just the different color options, even if they're subtle. Mm-hmm. Like obviously with the bucket, the the outside is that gray. And I don't know, let's see. Yeah, we haven't have... done any of the blue ones yet. We just did a first run of the gray. Um, yeah, and I'm looking at the light blue one, and that that looks awesome. And it's it's like you said, everything else in the market is black, or like a nylon, or you know, it's it's a it's a, a shade of black. That's all they are, which is fine. But having a little bit of pop to something is is cool in and of itself too. Like that blue looks awesome. Like yeah, and we're trying our best to do like a consistent color matching and everything of all the. Um, which is not trivial sometimes with, with polymers to make sure you kind of have consistent coloration. Um, but mm-hmm. we want to make sure that if you buy like, you know, a tie down and a lie down and a bucket, like it all looks like it matches. So, yeah. Cool. Oh, for sure. Oh, all right. Um, yeah. yeah I think we covered that. Do more and more with the colors as you go on. I know we've had a couple requests for red. Um, it was a set. We were going to do red, but you know, <laughs> You can only do so many colors to start. So, yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Yeah. I can imagine uh, that red on your that the bona fide SS one twenty seven that red. Oh yeah, just matching it that would look slick. Yeah, heck, you'd he, look good on the gray bona fide too. It would, and the plus is I have a gray bona fide, so I I have could have gray stuff on the outside, and then everything inside be that color. There you go, money. <laughs> That's cool. All right, so. Uh, you want to talk about the rod holder? I think this is the last product we have, right? Yeah, I think there was a tie down too, but that's pretty similar to the lie down. Um, yeah. I think the only thing we really tried to do with that is make sure that it was a top loading and you can also angle it, you know, because if you're putting straps over something, it's nice to be able to angle it if you're if they're not going straight over top. But right. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we can talk about the rod holder. Heck yeah. Uh, when are you guys going to re- release that? Uh, it's going to be this summer. It might be a little late in the summer. but Okay. Yeah, this thing out. looks interesting. Like I first I first saw it, I glanced over it at first, and then I went back and was like, wait, is that a rod holder? That's kind of yep. interesting. Um, I don't even know where to start. Like, <laughs> how did you guys come up with that design? We went through a lot of different designs with this. Um, we did like what um, Stealth does with their rod holder, um, where they have like the two camming pieces that come in. Um, it's a really great design on their part. Um, having talked to the guy before, I mean, he he's you know pretty proud of himself, and and to his credit, it was great. So we kind of wanted something that was at least gonna provide like that cushioning, like I got the rod kind of kind of feel. Um, mm-hmm. so we ended up going with these elastomer wheels, um, after a bunch of different iterations on, on various ways to do it. Um, we had ended up with the, like these articulating polymer arms that come in and the wheels themselves have spokes that are purposely put like on an angle. You can kind of see how they're squirreled almost. Mm-hmm. And that's so that as you push the rod down, the spokes almost like collapse around it and then squeeze it 
Um, and then as you pull it up, it gives a little bit more resistance because you're kind of going the opposite direction, kind of counter to the direction that the spokes want to spin and hold it in. Um, so it gives you like a little bit easier, like latch in and entry with the rod and then um, more resistance as you're trying to remove it. Um, so that's kind of like what inspired the whole top half of this thing. Uh, okay. And then we just added an elastomer leash around the back that you can then, you can actually like flip it around the bottom and snap it on there for storage. Uh, but it just gives you a little bit more security with the rod. Okay. So oh, yeah. these, these wheels that you can adjust them in and out uh, according to rod sizes, like the diameter of a rod. Uh, they're not adjustable, but they're actually, there's a spring that goes underneath the bottom, um, underneath their pivot. So it has a pretty wide range of rods that it can fit. Um, okay. we've talked about doing that before where we would basically make like a, a larger version. If you had, if you were going to do, um, you know, like deep sea fishing stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. The offshore stuff. Yeah. More offshore stuff. Um, that you could fit a larger rod diameter, like a little bit more comfortably, basically making larger arms for it. Um, but this is really made for, you know, your typical um, core candles and everything. And then the base for this one is kind of a jumping off point into some other accessories that we're going to do um, planned in the future. Uh, the bottom nut like twists and it's a quick connect base, kind of like if you've seen the, the Yak Attack ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's like quick connect for their but we wanted to do a larger base because we found that those were like a little, there was too much play for us. Mm -hmm. um, so as we go through this, I mean, one thing that I didn't talk about in the other pieces is where um, we plan on grooming fits as we do our mold development. Um, like I said, we all have a history in, in injection molding. Um, so we know that if you want something that's gonna lock up tightly and have like a good snap fit or something, it's most likely not going to happen on the first go around. Um, you kind of, you kind of design to your best guess and you make the mold. And then from there you measure tweak, maybe a little bit more prototyping and then make another adjustment um, until we get the right snap fits. So we've got a good guess on our prototypes that we 3d printed and we're going ahead with that. But the whole rod holder snaps off of the orange base um, that's held down with the two wing nuts or like mm -hmm. dry wing nuts that we have in there. Yeah. And then the collar, the other gray collar on top of it, once it's actually locked in place, it indexes like every 10 degrees. So okay. that All right. adjustable and you can rotate it um, and obviously tilt it. Yeah. I was, I was going to say that does it kind of like interlocked with each other that those 10 degree increments? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bunch of like, if you were to take it apart, you'd see a bunch of different splines and stuff. Yeah. Um, that yeah, was that's very cool. Does this thing also like pivot? Like if you want to point it out however many degrees? Yep. Yeah. Every 10 degrees you can tilt it about the what do you want to call it the Z axis. And then um like you can tilt it like every 15 or 20 degrees, like up and down with pitch. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, with that much movement in it, I can see like especially guys who <clears throat> typically guys who love wall like roll, for example they'll have on the yeah. back of their boat but it's starting yeah. to become more common with kayaks with the ease of putting a motor on a boat and they're trolling yeah having a couple yeah. of those yeah i mean you could put with the different degrees you can easily put if you wanted to four lines out the back of your kayak 
and have them tilted at, you know, pointed and tilted at different degrees and different angles to where none of your lines got to run into each other, but you're able to cover more water. So, I mean, that's, that's awesome. Like the amount of flexibility that you have and to tune it exactly how you want it to. And like you said, how robust it's been made. I mean, like the, how you guys thought about making those uh, spokes in the cam wheels just a little bit angled. So when you pop it in, it locks down on itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that alone, the safety of a rod, because I may have lost a catch board, but I've also lost a rod. I got that one back. That one sucks, but it would have saved me a trip in the water. So, I mean, that's, yeah, that's awesome. And the quick detach, you know, I can only imagine what applications you could use that for. Yeah, that's kind of like where um, some future things like um, camera holders, like a lot of people, mm. you know, get into the yeah. YouTube scene and stuff like that. Um, we have a camera holder that's in development that's going to use like the same lower portion, right? But then have a boom that goes out and have an adjustable head with a ran nut and everything. So that's kind oh, of yeah, like that's awesome. down the line. So I think the thing that I like the most about this rod holder is it has two points to uh, tighten it down. Whereas like other rod holders out there, they kind of only have that one spot to tighten. And like when you are trolling or something like that, it kind of waves and stuff like that. I don't see that happening with this because it has those two points of uh, tie downs on your gear track. Yeah, we ended up, um, we looked at trying to do a single point uh, of attachment, but it once you start stacking things up with the way we designed some other things, it just got like too tall and gangly. Um, and we liked that we went for like a larger base um so from like side to side it's like almost it's at least two inches wide um we found that that worked well for a lot of the fishing specific kayaks Mm -hmm. where they're recessing the gear tracks like right into the gunnels and stuff Mm -hmm. so it does try to give you like a little bit more of a sturdy base like you're saying so you don't get as much as that like side to side movement yeah going or talking about like fish finder mounts and stuff like that. It's, it's hard to find a good fish finder mount for that reason. So if you guys come out with one. Yeah, I was, I was literally going to say, so is there any, uh, is there any uh, thoughts on a fish finder mount with that same concept? Cause that would be legit because my fish finder mount is on a single point and uh, it likes to wave when yeah, I'm going. Dude, that drives it sucks. It, well, A, it drives me nuts because I was like, why is this moving so much? And I like, like I said at the beginning, I'm breaking my fingers trying to get it as tight as I can. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. still moves. And I'm thinking like, why are you moving so much? And so I was like, eh, that just breaks off. My fish finder's going to go face screen down on the, on the bottom of the kayak and hit something. And if it cracks, oh, yeah. I'm just going to throw it over the board. And uh, I mean, you know, it's <laughs> so, yeah, maybe, you know, if you guys have a fish finder, just holler at me and I'll test it for you. Uh, <laughs> let you know. <laughs> no that's a that's a cool cool design man uh unique like i said everything caught my eye so it's pretty cool glad i found yeah they oh yeah the colors alone like i'm looking at the blue and yellow one and as an ohio state fan i'm not allowed to talk about those colors in conjunction but it looks (laughs) slick like it looks really cool the blue blue does look cool it's like two-tone blue yeah 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 I guess one thing the, I didn't talk about the, the collar on this one we're planning to do um, on some other components we've done before. We use like a, it's called like a super aggressive laser texture. Um, and it almost feels like sandpaper. Like if you ever like skateboarded 
they get mm -hmm. that like that super gritty like almost 60 grit sandpaper um on on the actual like turning knob um so we're looking to incorporate that in, into the rod holder first and then we've got a couple of other ideas of of places we can put that um because we've done it on touch points for like other customers for different things and, and they really enjoy it it's got a really good tactile feel very cool at Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Very cool. Yeah, well, that's that's yeah. just slick. I can't. I'm not. I'm. I'll have to buy a different color. I'm not allowed to have that. I'll get yelled at <laughs> by too many people. But uh, you know, that's that's slick, and it's. I like how. Uh, same thing Brad did when I was looking at him. I kind of I scrolled over it at first because I didn't know what it was because it doesn't look like your traditional rod holder. It doesn't have the giant sure, yeah. you know, boom and all that stuff. And I was like, I just scrolled through it, and then I did the same thing. I was like, what was that? And I scrolled back up, and I it said rod holder, and I was like looked at us some more and then I was looking at it and I saw coming 2022 and I was like, Oh, of course <laughs> <laughs> you don't got to wait much longer. It's all good. No. Yeah. No, we'll go fast. <laughs> uh, I think the very, the very last thing we could talk, talk about here. I mean, it's self-explanatory, but you guys also uh, offer gear track and it looks like you can get colored gear track. Yeah. Um, so this is in the works right now. Um, should be coming out like early summer to late spring so it's just you know colored anodized gear track we tried to do um kind of like more of a profile look to it so anywhere you're adding gear track like on on top of the kayak or on the side of it um this is like almost looks like a trapezoid from the end so you're okay. kind of like hopefully blending a little bit more with the look of that hull um and we've even toyed around with selling like just the raw extrusion because we're all ourselves like kind of diy guys like you mm -hmm. know working with a bunch of mechanical engineers um so we do sell like the the t-nuts and the the um <clears throat> the actual knobs and stuff so like if somebody's like hey man i'm working on my own you know rod holder whatever it may be um i had somebody reach out the other day about them and i was like you know sure we'll sell you a bunch of nuts whatever you want you know if you're looking for something like that, because you want to, like I said, this guy's working on his own rod holder. Um, so we were looking at actually even selling like three foot sections of this extrusion. So say you want to do like a big section of your boat or um, even people talking about doing one of the guys at work wants to do it on his trailer. Just put a big mm. section so you can throw stuff on there. That's a really good idea. I never yeah, that is that on a trailer. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm running. Out, I'm running out of room on the trailer. <laughs> me, me and Matt literally just. Uh, modified his trailer this past week and he he's 
trying to brainstorm more ideas for it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm literally just trying to think of like how much crap could I put on this trailer so I don't have it in or on my truck because I have like a truck rack that has my rod holders and I'm me and him are thinking of like, well, they don't make a truck rack that fits on these trailers easily. And I was like, oh, I just, we just like, I don't know, take a hacksaw and take like two inches off of it. It'll probably fit. Yeah. And like, I'm just thinking of stuff like that. And uh, this would be cool, especially since I'm going to try the uh, terrible journey of painting my galvanized trailer. So maybe I could paint it a color that you guys sell. That would be dope. There you go. Uh, so like, for instance, how much is like a three foot piece of that gear track? Uh, I don't think I've done the numbers on it just yet. So I'm going to go with it's because we would probably sell the three foot section, like without all the holes and machining in it, unless, Mm -hmm. yeah, we were going to just like sell it as like in the raw piece of aluminum so like if you're gonna get the three foot section and just kind of do whatever you wanted to it we'd probably mm-hmm. sell it to you for like 40 bucks maybe 30 or 40 bucks somewhere in there that's not bad considering yeah, the 12 is 35 not anodizing it and everything very cool yeah that's that's awesome it, it i mean opens i could a see a lot of possibilities yeah like i could see running that stuff on top of like your rack and like pointing light down or something you know what i mean that's literally that you already read my mind because I was going to somehow when I get this rack up there, I'm going to run it on the sides of my rack and then put like I'll get I'll buy some of those T-bolts and yep. buy some of those nuts and make there lights to where I can see stuff at night because my headlamp, I always forget it because I'm an idiot and my phone sucks. So, <laughs> yeah, it's always the situation where you got yeah, the phone in one hand and you're trying to like where you set it up on something. To try and shine yeah. down, and <laughs> yeah, I've broken like nine phones doing that because yeah. it's either fallen off the top of my old Jeep or fell off my truck, or I hit it and it went to God knows where. With of course the 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 flashlight being on the ground at night, so I couldn't see that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just great. <laughs> We're learning a lot about Matt tonight. He's lost a catch yeah, Matt, cord, a rod, phones. Matt, Matt is clumsy, but learn from Matt <laughs> and get some and, and get some lie downs from Corso. So you can lash your stuff up and not watch them go into the drip or have to go in after a rod and be freezing in April in Tennessee when the one yeah. cold day I'm there is the day I lose the rod and I wanted to die. So <laughs> as long as it's not your mega bass rod, that'd be bad. Oh uh, yeah, I would cry. Uh I would just quit. I'd quit fishing immediately. I'd give you all my stuff. You can have it. I'd just be done because that, uh, no, I can't replace it. So they don't make it anymore. So yeah, I'd be yeah, really upset. That'd, that'd be bad. Well, uh, is, is there anything else to hit on? Um, I don't think so. I think we covered it all. Yeah, really. Thanks for going through it yeah. all and then uh, for having me on to oh, yeah. explain everything. Yeah. I like to tell everybody that this is like a virtual fishing expo. Like our, our show is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. This is the booth. Yeah. I need to really. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. say you just, you, you come into really the booth and you're my, talking. Uh, my displays. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's um, okay, man. Mine's just a sheet. That's all it is. It's a sheet tacked to the wall in my concrete basement. And it's great. Yeah, this, is, this is kind of my temporary office. We're working on my, my actual one, putting in some new floors yeah. and stuff. So. Gotcha. <laughs> Well, uh, you did mention over the email that you wanted to share a yeah. code with the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 
I don't know when this one comes out, but I put on a code um, paddle and fin 10. So P-A-D-D-L-E-N-F-I-N 10, be um, 10% off. So check it awesome. out. I will, I will put that in the show notes, paddle and fin 10. And uh, this will, I don't know what date this will air, but I'll let you know. Um, but yeah, yeah uh, CorsoOutdoors.com. They got Facebook. They got an Instagram. There you go. Matt pulled it up on the uh, screen yeah. for all you YouTube watchers. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add before we end this? Um, I mean, season's getting started for us out here on the East Coast. So, you know, good luck out there. Finally, yeah. uh, finally seeing some oh, fun. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, if you guys have, you know, any other questions for me or anybody out there has got some questions, feel free to shoot us an email. I am the guy who answers all the emails. So. <laughs> feel free to be mad at me if I don't get back to you in time. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. If he doesn't email you, you can be mad at Jake and right. send him a mean email. I'll have to own that and one. He'll get email to him it. 10 more times. Yeah, blow him up. <laughs> just kidding. Don't do that. That's annoying. <laughs> I work with people that do that, and I want to just not <laughs> talk to them anymore. So don't do that. But, yeah, man, we right. really appreciate you coming on. Um, it was awesome, and, I mean, the products you showed are, are awesome. I, I'm excited to see what you guys come out with in the future. Yeah, um, we're, like I said, we're hoping to keep going with um, all these kayak accessories and hopefully we keep going from there. We're all kind of outdoor guys. We know that everybody who kayak fishes or kayaks, you know, is into something else. And so we're hoping to kind of keep the like accessories thing going with kayaking, boating, hoping to get into biking and stuff too. So stay tuned. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say I've got I've got one question for you before I give it to Brad and we sign off. If you were out fishing and you can only pick one technique and one style of bait to use, what would you use? Oh, I know I'm it like, brings it down a lot. I'm not even that big of a fisher, to be honest. Oh <laughs> man, I yeah, oh, man. like it's has the one to work who does a lot of fishing. I'm the one who does a lot of the designing. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, you mentioned yeah, you mentioned I mean, Magpul for. Uh, for that are you into like firearms and hunting or yeah yeah no yeah. Into stuff like that for sure yeah i mean okay growing up in uh we're, we're out of pennsylvania so growing up in pennsylvania all my life i mean whitetail hunting every year it's like a it's a, it's a holiday man <laughs> oh yeah you guys got the covenant flintlock season you love oh yeah that too that's a little yeah that's a an elusive elusive treat to to get a whitetail with a flintlock <laughs> oh yeah i bet it is you're shooting a gun from the 1700s yeah <laughs> yeah my my dad goes out for that very consistently and i tell him that's cool i'll go out every now and then but i'm like man it is cold <laughs> it is christmas time <laughs> i need to stay inside for yeah. a little bit <laughs> yeah see that's how i am when it comes to fishing right when it gets too cold i'm i'm inside now I'll, I'll keep a rod in the truck and spin it. and then you have brad who puts on his big yellow bird uh, yeah his big bird uh uh <laughs> dry suit and goes dry out suit. and he's breaking breaking ice with this kayak and catching fish in 12 degree weather and he's like it's not even that cold and i was like great <laughs> dude rather out there like breaking ice is fun like I'd, I'd rather be doing that than sitting at home doing nothing <laughs> yeah i'll give you that that's why i hunt i mean it's I it's yeah, a form right, of yeah, breaking exactly. something it's fun <laughs> it's true that's i mean i'll give you that it's all right. We're going to get Brad on some waterfowl this year. So he'll get out and yeah, I'm ready. some hunting. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am ready. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish, it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. 
It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Well, man, uh, we'll end it here. Thanks for coming on the show again. Uh, yeah, appreciate sure. it. It was a good Yeah, thanks time. for having me. Uh, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. And uh, thanks for dealing with my <laughs> raspy voice tonight. So everybody have a good one. We'll see you next week. Later, thanks guys. for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures your Midwest premier paddle sports destination, go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs, when in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.